Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. We're doing uh, German Shuffle number 14 today. 14, another shuffle. And you're like, hey, there's a shuffle two weeks ago. Well, get over it. You are another one. You're correct. There's another one because, uh, yeah, we when we finished that one, we still had about half of the items still on, so we still got more to go. And by the way, in case you're new to the show, the shuffle is where instead of focusing on one topic, we focus on a variety of random topics. It's like quick, you know... You know, like like you're pressing that shuffle button. It's just a different, different, different track each uh, each second. So yes. um, that's what's happening, and that's where we're going right now. Let's go. And today, our sponsor is Clio. Clio is a language learning app in which you can learn Spanish, Italian, Ukrainian, and of course, German. This app offers a completely unique learning experience that sets it apart from all other language learning apps. The app teaches you with interactive videos and virtual tutors. You can use it on the go, hands-free, while walking, doing chores, or whatever. Super convenient. The app now has the world's, the world's first ever virtual pronunciation coach. Pretty cool. Featuring, you know her, Bailey from Germany, the YouTube channel. Um, she'll be sharing all of her best tips for the toughest sounds, and you can have as much face-to-face -face practice with her as you want. Plus, you'll find me and Alex, that's right, the hosts of the AGDW podcast. You'll, oh, yes. You'll find us on the app as well with a special Christmas German lesson. Uh, you can find the Clio app, that's K-L-E-O, on the Apple App Store, where it has been featured by Apple as a new trending app and new and noteworthy app. Uh, it's coming soon to Android as well. Please go to meetclio.com to learn more. Yeah. And uh, for the past two hours, you and I have been recording our, our what they call magnets to be on the app where we explain some Christmas phrases and things like this. So uh, I'm pretty tired. Yeah, right we're now. tired because usually Alex comes over, we calmly eat a little food, then we record the pod podcast. Instead, he had to come over and we were like, go, go, bam, go, go. Bam, yeah, bam, bam. Like, you know, podcast like, stuff. Yeah, plus, with, we don't deal with video ever. Like, we're used to the audio, but now we're throwing in video. Camera setups, lighting. Uh, we're, we're 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 very awkward in it, front of the camera. Yeah, and it's hard. To, yeah, not I, our uh, not our uh, wheelhouse there. No, nah, we're not used to it. So no. um, so yeah, so we pushed through that as fast as we could while giving good quality stuff. And yeah, so now we're just tired as hell. Uh, we are. So if we sound weird, a little loopy, it's uh, because um, we don't want to be sitting here right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone, uh, if you want to check out our our um, German lessons on the Clear app, we're gonna we have two now. A Christmas one and a whiskey one, uh, and they're, they're they're really fun. Honestly, like we just did it, but it was still really fun to record. It was, yeah. especially when we send it. I'm excited to see what it looks like all together because they they do a really cool job of it. Yeah, they, and, and and this is not even sponsorship related. It, it's actually a really interesting way that they teach German. Um, and my dad, who's kind of slowly teaching himself German, he's using the, the Clio app right oh, cool. now as well. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So anyway, but anyways, maybe if we sound a little tired, maybe that's why. <sighs> but here we, hey, but guys, that's we love you so much. We do. Like normally, I'd have been like, let's just not do that. But we're but we're here for you guys. We are. We're also back from a little pausa, uh, because Jeff is going to the states in two days. But it's November right now as we're recording. Oh, true. But when you listen to this, it's going to be December. So maybe some 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 shit has happened between that, but we we don't we don't know. That's why there'll be no news today because we have no idea what's going to be happening in the next two weeks. The last the last two weeks for you. We when we, uh, we could guess some stuff, you know. I'd rather not. It's there was it's one mostly, perfect mostly. day where every Deutsche Bahn train was on time on Ooh. November twenty seventh. 
Sure. Now, if you think the closest it gets to the holiday period, it's just going to get worse. Not better. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to guess anything anyways. But um, but yeah, so it's December for you. We hope you're having a good uh, winter period. And, and for those of you Americans or friends of Americans, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, hope you had a good Thanksgiving since that'll be over by the time yeah. you hear this. So I'm looking forward to that. This will be the first, you know, because I usually go back for Christmas. Right. And so for the past 10 years, I think I've had one Thanksgiving, one real Thanksgiving in the States. So yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing my family. I haven't had one in nine years, over nine years now. It sucks. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. That was my 10th Thanksgiving, not, not, not at home. Not at home. Yeah. Wow. Shit. Okay. That's depressing. Let's move well, on. Maybe some year instead of Christmas, do, do November, you know? Okay, okay. I thought about it, yeah. but I, I didn't. I'm doing Christmas. But you didn't do it. It's easy to get time off and, you know, it's, I work at a school. It's hard to, you know, leave November true oh yeah yeah okay fair it's a lot easier to go for christmas time because everyone's off yeah um but let's let's just go into the whiskey jeff what do you think yeah you doing well all good i'm i'm fine me too i'm just tired yeah i could do some whiskey though Uh, it's just some whiskey yeah okay i'm excited for this one because um not only do we have a big bottle jeff but we have a big bottle with a pop top and not only a big bottle of pop top jeff but it's a Japanese big bottle of pop top. Ooh, daddy. So uh, that's I, a trifecta I, right here. I love me a Japanese whiskey. We love I mean, Japanese whiskey. We have not had a single Japanese whiskey that was bad. No, but they they know how to make whiskey. And it and it is again the classic, very light yellow color. Yeah. Um and remember once we looked it up, it it, it had to do with the um the um, altitude at which they distill and also the uh, the water um, they use as well. Like there's, there's a lot of like uh, climate and uh, geographical reasons why their whiskey has this kind of lighter color than other whiskeys. And, and, and the flavor and everything. Yeah. So Japanese whiskey and is definitely... And the casks they use as well, yeah. Exactly. So this is the Hatotsaki uh, small batch fine malt whiskey from the Kaikyo distillery. So yeah, there it is. Product of Japan. In Akashi, it's been in Akashi City. Don't know where that is. Ooh, that's yeah. cool. But uh, let's pop it open. Kashi. All right. Oh, Very nice. I, are you guys as excited to hear it pop? I know I am. All you, uh, you, you pop, you pop people. Let us, <laughs> let us know. All the pop peeps, All the pop fanatics. Go on your fo- your pop forums and let us know how how it's going. Pop pop. Ooh, mama jama. Smell that. <laughs> Mama Jama. Well, that sounds good. Makes it honest to say Mama Jama, but I'm not. I'm not <laughs> Cheers. I'm not gonna. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. That was good. Oh, it's, got, it's, got, it's got like three or four different flavors coming in waves, you know? It does, yeah. It's Ooh. a little. And I, I, I don't know if you have a slow burn. I got a slow burn that's like was very delayed, and now it's kind of slowly going not, down. Not, not so much for me at the mm. moment, but we'll see. We'll see as we go on. Uh, before we get into the podcast number, I don't know, four, uh, not podcast, shuffle number 14, uh, we would love, appreciate, and beg for a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we read them but all. O- only if you think we deserve it. We're, right. I don't want anyone giving us a five-star review if they hate the program. No, no, of course. Yeah. I mean, again, you don't have to. You can do whatever you want. You know, you can you can go, uh, go to the tailor and fix your winter jacket because winter soon. Right. Or go um, whittle a spoon from a bigger spoon. You could, you could do that if you need a smaller <laughs> as, spoon. As Homer does. <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need a teaspoon and you have a tablespoon. Yeah. Go do that. Uh, also, check out our website. It's agdwpodcast.com. Many do say it's the greatest, greatest website in the whole world. I think, Jeff, you'll find out in the States. Maybe you'll hear on the grapevine somewhere. I don't know. 
People say this. I've I, never heard it. I can only assume I'll hear murmurings of it on that plane. Yeah. Possibly in a layover in Heathrow. I'll hear some people speaking about it, you know, at, at the, um, oh, I'm the, sure. the food shack. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, at the food shack. Sorry, like I'm the food shack in the I'm airport. I'm gonna be saying all kinds of weird crap tonight. Oh, no. I, I love the the airport food shack. Food shack. And uh, <laughs> also check out our Instagram, which is at Americans in Germany podcast. Uh, I'm sure Jeff will post things when he's in the states of like sunny California, making us all jealous and whatnot. Uh, and no, I'm, I, you know, I'm I'm going to. Um, Gray and wet uh, Oregon. Oh, so, he's going to Oregon. So there'll be no sunny for California this time. There's mountains though. Which one? There's the mountains, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. but but why do you think the mountains bring sun or what? There's just mountains. We have no, oh, ma- okay. we have no mountains oh, here, so it's still something beautiful. I don't okay. know. Oh, oh yeah, it still it still looks nicer. Okay, that's <laughs> good. Berlin does yes. So yeah, I, I, we do stuff on Instagram, Instagram yeah. stuff. So check that out, and um, and also we want to do a Q and A episode again in the future. So if you have any questions, please let us know. You can write to us on our Instagram. On our website, you know, just call us, send us a fax. All, all kinds of places. Yeah. yeah. Without further ado, let's get the shuffling. Let's shuffle. Are your, wait, Alex, are your dancing shoes on? Because we're about to, oh, they're, we're about to do a shuffle. They're, they're off. I, I don't know if I can press the, oh, okay. But you're good. You can still slip and slide in your, uh, in your socks. You're fine. Yeah, we're good like a chill shuffle. I'm, I'm, I'm a Tom Cruise shuffle, you know? Oh, okay. You're going to be more like the guy on the stool in the back of the bar, just kind of like swaying back and forth to the music. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 that's dancing's a lot right now. That's fair. Yeah, yep. yeah. Now, what we're going to start with is something that makes no sense. We wrote it down. What does it mean? It says people, I don't know, Germans don't know what finer is. I don't, I don't know why we wrote that. Um, I don't know what that means. It's possibly with something really good, and um, we misspelled something, or I don't Maybe know what, what, it, what so. a diner is. They know what diner is. So let's skip ahead to something that's actually real and good. Okay. Uh, this is, oh, that is a good one. It's a pet peeve of mine as well. Uh, people not knowing, quote unquote, their place in the bicycle, quote unquote, oh, line. Huge pet peeve of mine as well. Yeah. So like when you're riding a bike in, in, in Berlin specifically, uh, or I guess in a lot of places with bike lanes. Like deep downtown where yeah. there's a lot of, you know, um, you're stopping at uh, different intersections, well, whatever. Well, stop and go. Yeah. And the bike lanes here are usually pretty skinny. You can fit maybe two bikes next to each other, but that's more for passing quickly than yeah. right next to each other because no, no, it's, no, it's dangerous. Do not hang out next to each other because you'll just, no. you'll block people from passing and then you'll, people will hate you. Yeah. So, so pretty much like you're riding your bike, there's a bunch of people in front of you, behind you, and then there's a red light, right? And you stop and then people stop. But then there's always this one person, always one person who just skirts to the front of the line, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Cuts everybody, goes to the front of the line, and, and then puts himself next which, next to the the head of the line. Right. right. Which is not egregious in itself. If you're, fa- if you know, if you're in fact, you're faster than exactly. everyone else. Yes. And a lot of times for me, at least these people, they gear all the way down. And so they accelerate super fast off the line, but then they kind of just stop and go average to slow speed. So everyone needs to pass them again, making it dangerous for everyone behind them. And then another, another red light, they do the same thing. So it's just like cat and mouse the whole time. If they just like went their normal speed and stayed in the part in the line, wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, and at times it can be more annoying than others because it's usually like when you're, yeah, deep, you know, you're like in in downtown and there, you know, there's like a, a short distance between the different intersections and maybe um, you're hitting a lot of red lights. Right. So, so you get stuck with kind of the same people for a good, you know, five minutes or whatever, you know, but like, you know, like the, the longer, the longer the space between intersection stuff, like then you get more space and you kind of, you, you can go ahead of those people. But, right. but like, it's interesting. You described it annoying as the person goes fast off the line, but then slows down for yes. me. It's the opposite. It's not even the opposite. It's like, it's just people who in general are slow off the line and going. So, but when you, when we all come to a stop at the light, 
they still bypass everybody, go to the front of the line, and then go super slow off of the line. Oh, okay, making yeah. all of us pass them. They continue to go as slow as hell. Next, next intersection, red light. Same. They they skip the, everybody. It's like guys, what 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 when you're cycling. Um, after a few minutes, like you find what your speed is. Okay. And wherever you are at in that line, that's where you should be stopping when there's a red light, unless you're super fast and, and you just know, okay, you, you can see yourself coming up on the, on these guys really quick. Okay. I, I'm going to pass these guys anyway. So, right. Like when I, you know, I, I have an old, uh, eighties, uh, racing speed bike, so it's pretty quick. So, you know, I mm. run my bike pretty, pretty fast. Right. Uh, but I'm not as super fast off the line. So, but if I see there's a group of people, I know I'm going to pass them. I will get in front of the line. And I'll try to get as quickly up the line as possible, just so I can keep going. Yeah, and then and then I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm ahead of them. No worries. And and, and that I, I I I'm fine with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like because you, it just saves you a lot of time. You know what I mean? But what I hate is I'm cycling, and I mean I'm going like three times the speed of some guy in front of me. I quickly pass this guy. He's slow as that. Which again, nothing wrong with being slow. That's, no, not at all. Go at your own pace. But I pass a really slow guy, and then a red light comes, and then that slow guy I passed like a minute ago goes past me and then part you know parks his bike three bikes ahead of me and it's like oh now i gotta pass you again and he's super slow off the line it's like guys just know your place and it's dangerous do you think you're it's helping you it's not helping you get that to your this destination any faster and, like, and to get even worse and more complainy jeff okay is when <laughs> so, sorry we have a rough day maybe we're being a little complaining right now i don't know <laughs> is when uh not only do they go to the head of line and stop and they just run the red light making all bikers in the city look terrible. Yeah. And then you catch up to them anyways. It's like skipping the red light is not making you faster. Right. It's just like, making you like an ass. You risk your life and other people's lives and you gain nothing from it. Yeah. You know? And I get sometimes like, you know, I don't know, you have a dinner party, who you're super late and you're doing, you know, you're like, maybe, and I've had times where I'm like, I'm blowing through yellows that I probably should have stopped for or whatever, but I'm not going through red lights. Like it's not worth dying for. Bikers you know I mean? go through red lights all the time. And I hate it. And there are certain situations where no no there's not actually i was i was gonna try to justify it in certain situations there's not no there's not like just like i, I i've done it maybe at a stop sign if it's 3 a.m and it's just like you can see in every direction there's not a single car sure ever, yeah then fine you know but but like i've seen but we're talking about like it's like 5 p.m rush hour like on the way to work on the way back from work something like that yeah, yeah. or or people, or people like it goes red and then they throw themselves onto the sidewalk and then and then blow like through like the walking pedestrian yeah. and then flip back onto the bike lane as if like oh that's now it's legal because it's like no actually it's even more illegal because you just cycled into the that's like three pedestrian. illegal pedestrian. things yeah, exactly like they, <laughs> they think somehow going around the bike lane makes it better i don't know i don't know anyways let's uh let's shuffle to the next one actually hey, usually you, you do you did it i what you hate the wicca i know first time in 127 episodes I oh my gosh you wicked it up man t tiredness does weird things look at you i'm us. proud of you yeah good stuff okay next um we're gonna be kind of comparing not kind of we're gonna be comparing yes uh restaurant seating usa versus germany i'm sure you know it applies to other countries but we know we're americans living in germany so it's what we do um <laughs> but the 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 big difference between walking into a restaurant in Germany and the U.S. is what, Alex? Former restaurant worker. So as a former restaurant worker. And a former restaurant attendee. Also, <laughs> I have formally attended. Yes. <laughs> I've formally attended restaurants, and I've formally attended formal restaurants. Got a, did any casual attending to a restaurant? Mm. Mm. Okay, mm. fair enough. Uh, yeah, so um, in the States, when you go to a restaurant, usually, I would say, what, 90% of the time? Yeah, yeah, this is not... 
all the time. We're talking about majorities. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like, you know, one of these like, like food checks, uh, you, you, you have a receptionist, oh, not receptionist, a, what are they called? <laughs> Wait, you're the former restaurant. I know. I can't, I can't the, the hostess. The hostess. You have a host or a hostess. Uh, and they, you know, you go to them and they say, how many you say five and they find you a table and you sit down and you know, you yeah, eat. cause there's a sign that says, please wait to be seated. But even if not, yeah. You just, yeah, yeah. there's always someone there. Yeah. There's usually like, um, like a podium if you yeah. will. Like, and you just know, okay, I stand here and I wait for somebody to show me where because, I'm going to be set. Cause you know, I, I worked as a host a few times. Um, and you know, you do it because you, you know, all the tables, uh, which servers have, which tables, which sections are full or not full reservations. You know, you have the whole overview of the restaurant so part of it is to be fair to the different waiters sure because you yeah. want to give like every guest to one waiter then gets all tips 100 okay, yeah enough. yeah cool but here in germany uh when you go to a restaurant you'll notice like you open a door and no one looks at you and you just have to just find your own you just find your own table you're like hey i like that one i'm gonna sit there unless there's a res uh, like a reservia to reserve sign on it you can take that table that's pretty cool yeah and again we're, we're because a lot of people are like, oh, but not this. Okay, yeah, it's not It's not all occasions, but I would say like 85, 90% of the time, yeah. especially in Berlin, it's it's very, and actually, no, even when I was in Munich, other places like, it, 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 unless it's like a super fancy, fancy restaurant, like you you almost always seat yourself. And, but then I see a lot, I see a lot of times, especially in Berlin, because there's a lot of tourists, you'll see like a group of tourists, like huddled in the entryway, just standing there because they're, they're, they're expecting a host, you know, exactly. and you kind of just walk right past them and you go find a table and they're looking at you like, what? It's like, well, and, I, mean, I think the only time you really see a host or a hostess in Germany consistently is at brunch places because brunch is always full and packed. And I think they just need someone to like calm the noise down and keep people true. Yeah. <laughs> just to organize the people. Cause there's a, yeah. Okay. True. But that, that's like only a Saturday, Sunday morning. Right. Because exactly. it's such a Ram. Yeah. Cause it's such a Ram. Yeah. Ram. Jam. Ramrod. What are you saying? <laughs> I think he's trying to do his Super Troopers reference, but he doesn't know what's going on. There's also the, the band who sings Black Betty, Ram Jam. Oh, yeah. Oh, Black Betty. That's a good song. I am a lamb. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, and then when you sit down in a restaurant, you uh, kind of flag down the server and like, oh, someone's there. And then they know. Yeah, they don't immediately. Like when you. Because so they don't know you're there. You're going to tell someone. Yeah, you, you seat yourself and you'd expect like, oh, okay, within 10 seconds, somebody's going to walk over and give me a menu. Not the case. Yeah, you, you, if you could, you could easily sit there like five minutes, ten minutes before somebody brings you menus. So you, you have to like make it known. Hey, I'm here now. Right. Um, and to be fair, you could flag them down and still wait 10, 15 minutes. True. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this before. Service is not the quickest, but get used to it. You, you, dining is an experience. You relax. Yeah. You're not there to eat. You're there to chill and enjoy the ambiance. But you know, sometimes you got to schedule. It sometimes you're like, hungry too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, I want a beer. I want some food. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, let's go, go. Next one. Okay. Next one. And this is, Oh, it's another complaint. Another complaint. About um, bikers. See, I, but it doesn't apply. I was about to say it applies mostly to Berlin, but I've seen this in a lot of places in Germany. Yeah, now, okay. as we mentioned, Germany, big cycling culture, you know, a lot of cities, a lot of cities, everybody, they're using their bike to get to work, to get to their date, get to get wherever. And this is the sh complaint is people <laughs> wearing full over the ear headphones while cycling. You Just know? stupid, man. I mean, it's now, and I get sometimes like if your cycle home is like 30, 40 minutes, just like in a car, you wouldn't sit there in silence. You get bored, right? So like, I'm okay with the one ear, an AirPod thing, but, but, but what I'm talking about is like these full over the head, head over the ear headphones in which the full cup covers your ears, completely yeah. preventing any outside noise. from. And it's so dangerous. And I've had so many times where it's like, I'm trying to pass somebody and I'm like kind of letting them know, Hey, pass. And then they freak out when I come up because they can't hear because they're listening to super loud, like rock music. 
and that you can't hear cars, you can't hear pedestrian. It, you just sounded yeah. so old. I know. That super loud rock music or, that the kids listening to nowadays. No, no, no. But I mean, like sometimes it's like I'm like half a meter away and I can hear it through their overhead. You know what I mean? Like, no, dude, for sure. And it, it's like, I get it in a car, you know, um, you're driving and mostly near other cars. But on, on plus a bike, the music isn't directly in your ear. Right, like, also you, true. You still have access to other sounds. Like, and on a bike, it's like, it's you versus a car. You're going to lose 10 out of 10 times. Or you you versus um, another bike and both of you are going to lose. You yeah, know what like, I mean? You're on a bike, you're going to lose if you crash. Yeah, so, it, and so just to, so everyone knows, it's completely illegal. Like in all, in, in every, it is. In every German city, like you can, you're not actually allowed to wear headphones at all. Um, and again, but I, I'm fine with like one ear in of an AirPod because you want to listen to some music. Please, at least you have the other ear open to get the world sounds coming in. Yeah, you like what, what I've done is I've taken my, like I have the AirPod Pros to put one in and then did like the sound through mode. Mm. So sounds even going through and the music's just like a light background type music thing. Just oh, nice, to, yeah. You know, or like they, they make these, um, these like bone conduction headphones. Where like you put it and and the back on like on your skull and the back of your ears. Never seen these. So it's nothing actually in your ears. So the sound goes through your vibrations of your skull. Oh, cool. Yeah. They're really cool. Uh, something like that is safer by riding your bike. At least you can hear, but your ears are completely open and free. Or just like you know, you chose to ride a bike, so just be safe and I don't know, not wear headphones. Yeah, I never really think about honestly, um, and I'm not judging anybody who does listen to music. Um, I am a bit. Um, it's dangerous. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, again, if they do it like you with the one ear, oh, yeah, yeah. then I'm not judging it. Uh, but like for me when I'm cycling, I just never think cause like I, yeah, I'm always constantly looking and listening and there's like, for me, I don't get bored because there's so much going on when you're cycling, especially in a big city like Berlin. For sure. There's so many cars, especially stuff like for me, my eyes and my brain never rest because it only maybe. You're always, you're always alert. You know, yeah. you have like a 360 degree view of your, of your earring and your sight. Exactly. To make sure that, you know. I'm not going to die in a way to work today. Yeah. And it, sometimes I feel like the Terminator, you know, when it's like shows from his POV and this is the eye scanning everywhere. Like, it was like oh, oh, I was thinking Predator. Oh. Also good. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just constant, like looking in like, you know, uh, you got like all the, the like uh, data coming down the, the screen in your eyes as you're trying to like process everything. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I get much more bored driving because, you know, once you get in a groove and you're just going straight, there's not much for you to do. But right. when you're cycling, there's a lot more, at least in my opinion. But no, uh, I, I agree. I also like the sound of my tires in the road. Sounds nice. Oh, yeah. You're just one of those just a old-fashioned fellas. Old-fashioned fella. I love my bike on the road. Sound of the the road and the wind passing between my, to my hair, <laughs> the breeze to my thigh gap. Okay, Mister Thigh Gap. What's next on the shuffle? Uh, next is uh, bowls. Yeah. Bowls. Mm. Now I, I added this one. Bowls you eat out of, like food, typically. Yeah, cereal bowls, soup bowls, etc. See if you go with me on this. Okay. It is so hard to find just a normal, like what I would call American style. I call it American style simply because I cannot find these sizes. It's really hard <laughs> to find a normal size bowl in Germany. In Germany, the bowls at Ikea, at wherever, are usually very shallow, so not that tall, and very wide. Oh, yeah. Those are called uh, Tiefteller or deep dishes. Yeah, not but, a bowl. Yeah, but no, but that's usually that's all you have op- option for. Stay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they have these little terrible bo- for soup. Yeah, or they have these little bowls that like are are proper bowl shaped, but the size is of of like what you'd put like some zenf in to like dip something, and you know, like they're really small, like yeah, like serving dishes for like yeah sauces and dips, like. But just finding a a, a classic cereal or soup bowl that is tall and wide, hmm. it, it's I've me and my um, girlfriend have searched quite literally for years and for, for them. And, and then, and then you find some on like Amazon or whatever 
so like they do exist, but they're so hard to like. We've gone to so many stores, and it's so it's funny because now anytime we're in it, we're in a shop, and they were we're looking for something else. If one even pops up, my girlfriend would be like, Jeff, look, the, the ball, the ball. Like, and it's just like, a, but it's a ball like in the States you'd find everywhere. But here it's like a, Interesting. it's like a zebra. You just like never see one. I, you know? <laughs> a zebra. <laughs> I, I don't really have an opinion on this, to be honest. Um, so we have four like cereal style soup style bowls in my apartment. And I don't know where any of them came from. Okay. We've had them for years. So one is from the DDR. It's an old brown one. Don't know where we got maybe from, you know, Bobby's family. I don't know. One is like an old 90s style soup bowl with like the two handles on the side. It's like soup on it. It's orange. Uh-huh. And then there's two white ones. They're like classic cereal bowls. Like they're big and they're deep. And I, right. I, I don't and that, know. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, those, I, I yeah. don't know where, yeah. where we got them. So I haven't really gone. I don't use them very often. You know, I use them for cereal and like ramen or soup sometimes. So I, I don't know. I never really gone shopping for them in, in like the 10 years I've lived here. So I, I don't know if I, I can't relate. I just have trouble because like when I, when I want a cereal or a soup or something like there's just because like, you can't use a teeth teller that does not work for cereal at all. No, no. Yeah. And even for soup, it's like milk all over you. It's, 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 it's just so shallow and you have to keep refilling it and stuff like it's just, and you know, when I was, um, we had brunch with your friends from Leipzig the other day, yeah. I was talking to Andrew and I mentioned it and he was like, Oh my God, I have the same problem. I've been looking for just standard cereal bowls. The same ones you get in Canada. Like I can, cannot find them in Germany. So like, I know then I, so it is a thing. So it's a thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, Let us know everybody. Yeah. Like you can find, like we just, uh, last weekend, bought we were, we were like in an Asia shop, just grabbing some food real quick. And they had some big ramen bowls. Oh, right. Nice. And, but like, and it was like, we were like, get those. Cause we can at least use those for like soup and cereal and stuff. And then also ramen when we have ramen, but like, but that's one of the, one of the few types of bowls you'd find like, okay, that's a f- real proper I mean, bowl. I, I know I have seen them at like these, these, you know, um, these kind of custom made nice. Yeah. But they shouldn't be custom. They should be at that, Ikea. Like they should be. Yeah. They should be at Ikea. <laughs> but you know, I, I, ha- I know I have seen them cause I was looking for a bit like these really nice plates, like, you know, handmade and stuff like that. And I have seen a set of bowls, like real bowls. Again, in pictures, I don't know how big they were. Maybe they were for like dipping. I don't know. But I know that I have seen them. I don't know. It's not, yeah. Yeah, they're never that big. Like we, we looked on Amazon for a while and we'd find the right shape and everything, like deep and wide. But then when you'd actually like take the measurements and like look on a ruler, you'd be like, oh, that's actually quite small. Like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 know, I know in Europe, everything, everything's, everything's bigger in the States, you know, everything's smaller in Europe or so, but yeah. True. Just like, and also big mugs I've found it's difficult to find in Europe as well. Oh. Um, but anyways, I do miss actually in the States, those big soup mugs. Yeah. Those are great. Huge mug. Huge mug of soup. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't like soup. I'm a big soup guy. You like soup? In, in winter. Yeah. We, we, we make soups. We'll make our own from scratch, like a uh, carrot soups or yeah. potato soups or stuff like that. Great. Right. It just doesn't like the flavor is fine. They just don't fill me up that much, you know? No, no. But so we do is like, we get like, um, you get like a lot of bread, cut them up in little pieces to make kind of like your own, uh, croutons, croutons. You like crunchy bread and you just, you just put like a lot of that in there. So it kind of makes it more filling, you know, but that's also, it's like a hot, mushy sandwich. Yeah. All right. I mean, I do like chili though. Chili, chili and chowder. Of course. Yeah. A few weeks ago I made a yeah, chili. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's super hearty. Like that fills you up. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like chili or is a, one of my favorite a stew, foods. That'll fill you up. A stew. Yeah. Fair. Anyways. Anyways, uh, moving on. Next is ooh. Now this this actually funny enough. We're, we're, I was talking about talking about bowls with Andrew. This came up in the same brunch. Uh, our friend Vanessa, who has been on the podcast, she um she taught us how to make uh, several whiskey cocktails. You know, bartender in uh, in the Europe and in the U.S. Yeah, check out that episode. It's pretty fun. Couldn't tell you the number. Um, it's back there. 
Uh, it's not that's, what for, that's what our website's for. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, she she made a good comparison because because she lived in um in a big city in uh, in Italy, Milan, right, right. and and she's now also lived. She's now moved to Berlin, a big city in Germany, and she said the huge and and she also lived in other places elsewhere in Italy as well. But she said the big difference between living in a big metropolitan city in Italy versus Germany is that she found it to be a lot more lonely and depressing living in Italy, okay. even in a big city, because even the people who did know English knew or claimed to know English did so at like a very remedial broken level. Yeah. And so she, and of course anywhere you move, you should make an effort to learn the new language. And, but she's not what she's talking about, but she's talking about like those first six months when you're still learning language, don't know much. She found it very difficult to find anybody that she could talk to, and she felt like she was on her own a lot when she was in Italy by herself, and I it found imagine. that to be depressing. Whereas in Germany, in big cities in Germany, um, the average German under the age of forty has a pretty good grasp of English, even though they don't use it that much. But you can talk to them, you know what I mean. So she yeah. fa- she found it a lot. Um, I don't know. It, it was what's the word uh, more friendly in a way, just because she was able to converse with people more. In Germany, yeah, that so that, that, was, that gap had a it was a smaller gap and a smaller bridge to get over there, I guess. You know, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, so and but again, I've never lived in Italy, but according to her, um, the average person when they're young, like they're again maybe they're like the the schooling how they do English in in school and stuff is different than how they do it in uh, Germany. But but anyway, according to her, it was an interesting comparison between living in a big city in Italy and living in a big city in Berlin. Probably a big difference as well. I mean, I've been to Italy a few times now. Is uh, the lack of parks. In Italy and Italian cities, because these mm. cities are so old, medieval and stuff, you know, um, that you can't really add a park in in right in the old town of uh, no. Florence next to the du- uh, no wait Duomo's in Duomo's Milan? in Florence. Oh, Florence, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, there's Duomo's everywhere. It's Italy, but the big, yeah. the big, come on, come on, the Duomo, the Duomo. That's definitely Florence. Uh, yeah, like when I was there in Florence, I had a great time. The city's great, but there was like one green space, and it was I think in a roundabout, so it wasn't even like a park really so the, getting to the, getting to the park was like a life or death situation running across the roundabout yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. uh and then you know the road trip i did uh, you know a few a few weeks ago also in the cities yeah there's not a lot of not a lot of green space i mean italy is filled with green spaces but the city cities are not it's it's really it's weird because from from berlin you know uh i love what i love about the city so much is the green space that we have here Sure. And Italy just doesn't offer that as much. And it's kind of sad. Yeah. But I think it's okay because it's not really their choice. It's just kind of. No, it's just. These cities were built such a long. Plus, you know. Um, They're much more walkable. Berlin was thoroughly destroyed during the war. So, like, they had you had much more of an option. Like, let's oh, put, yeah. Let's put a park here because this is just a wasteland, you know. <laughs> like, even though there used to be, be buildings there, but, you know. Oh, yeah. No, no, for. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, uh, I mean, Italy, of course, their cities have other things like the great food and very walkable. As well, or Rome, and just everything, just this stuff from two thousand years ago. Everywhere you go, like I mean, that's yeah. Italy, dude. That's everything. It's oh, there's a little small village that's a million years old. Cool, but walking in Rome, I, I love Rome, but also walking in Rome, I feel like is the most annoying, stressful thing that you can do as a tourist because oh, for sure. the sidewalks are just so jam packed with tourists. Like I found, like I was constantly walking in the street because I would get so frustrated with the groups just blocking me that I would go in the street, like all huffy and puffy, just because like it, it was just. It was, it's one of the worst tourist situations than 
any other country I've been to. Like, yeah, no, I, I've been to Rome uh, in in the high season. You know, I'm talking like July or June or something like that. Best and, time to go. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it was one was really hot. I mean, Rome itself, we you know we had a great time. I fell in love with the city. No, no, me too. I've been there like three or four times. It's really fun. But yeah, walking around it is one of the hardest experiences. Travel just because yeah, it's very crowded, and also you cannot go like. 12 15 meters without someone trying to sell you something or yeah or you know or we want to you want your picture taken for two euro or let me get a rose or this it's like i just want to enjoy like <laughs> this incredible city yeah leave me alone and at the night you know all these guys flicking those things in the air those spinny lights yeah and just just selling you stuff all the time it's like it's fine you do your hustle but after a while it gets a little yeah, a lot i think you're right i think compared to other places it feels more there like you're in a like of theme park or Disneyland or something because it's like, yeah, it does. Cause there's a, just a thing at every few feet trying to sell you this, try like a, a stand of this, that, whatever. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, tour, you know, tourism is bad everywhere, but I feel like Italy and especially Rome, it's, um, it's pretty bad. So I feel yeah. like Rome is a place to go in the shoulder season just cause like, goddamn. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm a big proponent of traveling generally in a shoulder season. Uh, things are cheaper. It's not as crowded. Easier to find hotels, cheaper car rental everything is just easier and better and uh, you kind of get more of a personal experience with the city or the town you're in because you know there's not a million of you around yeah because you're just, because as you're walking around hating the tourist then you remind yourself that you're one of them so you're like oh okay so the locals hate me too like, yeah. oh, oh crap you know but they also you know need need tourists true so it's, it's catch 22 there catch 22 yes all right uh next one is so we have a you know you all know Misha friend of the podcast friend of the podcast shout out Misha uh his girlfriend is Turkish right and so she wants to come obviously to Berlin and get a visa and everything like that and so we all thought cool get a language learning visa for now you can learn a language live here and then later transfer it to work visa or whatever sure because usually that's the easiest at least that was what I started with because it was the easiest one to get it's like boom, boom boom but of course getting visas are different depending on which country is your home country. Let's just say they're, I like to say they're a little racist depending on where you're from. Yeah, they, it, they, treat, it, they treat you very, unfortunately, they treat you very different. Like, I, 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 I can't tell you the reason why, but there is differences. So she wants to get a work, a, a language learning visa. So just to be clear, so she wants to come and learn German in Germany. Makes sense. Right. So you need a visa to learn German. And they said, you, you need your German to be at an A2 level before you can move here to learn German. So before you can learn German, you have to learn German. Right. Which makes no sense because I know when I applied for mine, they gave me no such nonsense. They said, yeah, stamped. Here you go. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah. You want to come learn German? Good. Yeah. Stamp. And then all that needed was um, a receipt proving I had like booked my, you know, a few months of courses or whatever. That was it. Because it makes no sense to require... A, like A2 level German, like if you came to Germany, because usually there's like A11, A12, A21, A22. So, right. so it's actually like four months. So yeah, if, so, you're, if you're going that quickly, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So basically they're saying you need to take a four month German course before we allow you to take a German course in Germany. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that is, it's, 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 yeah, it's backwards. I, just, I don't know. It's so um yeah, unfortunately like if you're coming to learn Germany, German in Germany, really depending on where you're from, check the requirements because you might be in a weird situation like this. Like I mean, again, luckily 
luckily we're fortunate enough um, that we have this situation, but it's just unfair that it it's not the same for everybody. So yeah, no, absolutely not. It's because I mean, there's a huge Turkish population in Germany. I mean, huge. So um, that's the only reason I think of the like. But then, oh, we don't want many more. We have enough. We have enough Turkish people here. <laughs> I don't know. That's what's what's that? Like, so no, I, I thought it would be the reverse. Like, like, oh yeah, you're a huge part of our culture. Like, you, I mean, your family lives here. Of course, yeah, of course. Come on over, learn German. That's like, true. Yeah, I thought they'd be more welcoming. But yeah, maybe they are racist, and they're like, okay, we're full. We we meet, we met our uh, Turkish capacity. Yeah, already, we met our quota, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not nice. But uh, next one is not related, is about women's bathrooms, okay? okay. Too many of them. <laughs> it's no, not fair. No. No, so so he, this is, okay, now we, we've mentioned in previous episodes. Now, um, Germany, I think, is pr- not great, but compared to other places, pretty good in terms of offering public toilets, depending on where you live. Now, we, we talked uh, maybe a few months ago that Berlin had just finished Huge project. a two-year installation of, I think, 400-something uh, public toilets around Germany. These are these around Berlin. Yeah, around Berlin. These are these like, I don't know, three meters by three meter like little steel boxes. And on the back side, which is nice for if you're a, of a guy, if you have a wiener. Yeah, there's just these just two open urinals you can pop in, pee, walk out, whatever. And, and there's also like a little soap and uh, water and hair. Yeah, blowing. These are modern, thing. modern, nice. Uh, it's really nice. It's cool. Nice. And then on the other side, there's a um an automatic door you have to pay 50 cents for the pooper uh, for the pooper or if you're just a woman you know right like um you have to use this this side well you don't have to you could you could t- take your chances with the urinal i guess <laughs> but, <laughs> um but yeah but they charge 50 cents because this thing it like it wa- it sprays water and washes itself after each person or whatever and you know has this whole thing but anyways um even though there's 400 and some odd public toilets in berlin Quite literally, every time me or you are walking with our girlfriends, yeah, and our girlfriend has to pee, the woman's side, the the one where is the the door and an actual like sit toilet, is always broken always. And, and out of order. Always, and this isn't sometimes. It's, it's almost it's ninety percent of the time. It is ridiculous. Yeah, no, it really sucks. I mean, they're always broken, and they cost fifty cents. If you're gonna pay for it every time you use it. They better be working, you know what I mean? But they're always broken. I have noticed, actually. I don't know if they're doing this everywhere. The one near my work, now the other side is free. It's not 50 cents anymore, which is really nice because women should be able to pee as freely as men can. Yeah. Literally freely, like not causing anything. Um, but yeah, they're, they're always broken probably because, I don't know, people go in there and trash it because it's closed. I don't know why. Or maybe the standard is too high. <laughs> no, I don't mind that they break. I just think they don't, don't get fixed. Yeah, because we'll have ones that break, and then two weeks later, we walk by the same one, and it's still bro- like so. It's not that it breaks, and then the company comes fix it the next day. No, it's, it, like it, it, but it is really like an like an epidemic of of like broken toilets, like because it's really especially in the summer when the weather's great. Me and my girlfriend go on tons of walks all around Berlin and wherever, and it's always like, oh, I got to pee. Me too. Me, I go pee, no problem. And then I come back, and she's back right away. I'm like, oh, what's the problem? I'm like, oh broken again like, yeah. and then she, and she's and, and then we, I had one time where we were doing this kind of path I think kind of from your area Neukölln back to where we live yeah and we hit about three or four different toilets like every 20 minutes hit another toilet 
and every single one, and again, the different areas that they they exist in were all broken. And my, my girlfriend's like, I just want to pee, like you know. Yeah. And finally, she had to like find a bar. I was like, Can I please? I'll give you your. Just let me pee. You know, it's like ah, that's yeah, insane. And and I think what's funny about these toilets too is you can kind of see like the stereotypes of the of the neighborhood that they're in in terms of cleanliness. So like. I don't live in what many people consider the cleanest neighborhood in the city. I don't think I've ever heard anybody claim that North Dakota was the cleanest area in the city. I mean, no, no one's ever claimed that. But you go to the urinals and the ones in, like around where I live, and there's just like there's like needles in there, and there's Ew. cigarette butts in there, and there's like really gross. They're broken. Oh, God. And you go to the ones like near where you live, and they're like pristine, clean. People are respecting them. There's no graffiti on. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like the more you walk towards my area, the the, the grosser the toilets <laughs> <That's laughs> <probably laughs> get. And you know, I mean, they still work. <laughs> it is kind of funny. I noticed that, like, I use one. Maybe it helps when if you get lost, you're like, oh babe, we're, we're getting closer to home. Look, the toilet's getting gross. <laughs> like, I remember I, I used one in in, in Mitta, which is like usually a nicer area and a nice part of Mitta. And I was like, oh wow, look at this. Ooh, it's so shiny and clean. Like the floor's not covered in pee. I can like walk like my shoes don't feel gross after walking out of this anymore yeah and then use the one where i live and it's just you, you have to like hold your breath even though it's like an outside urinal like it's still <laughs> that's bad man yeah it's it's not it's not nice but hey you know it's what it is yeah and, and again I, i'm 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 happy i'm in a city where they really invested and they they installed all these things and, and like yeah. i think the 200 of them just happened during the pandemic like in the past two years or whatever i'm so happy but like if you're gonna install them you gotta have like proper maintenance like i think they just need more employees or something or sure because i just feel bad for my girlfriend she can never pee yeah it sucks it's gotta pee that's half, pee that's half the population you're saying you like, know that book that everybody poos where's the one that everybody pees you know where's that book i, I don't know i think it's self-explanatory poop would want to be too write it be, be the change you want to see in the world jeff it would just be one page everybody pees everybody pees period period <laughs> yeah Go ahead. uh next alex what we got here so uh, this one is that as a foreigner here and a resident, we cannot vote. And you wrote here, taxation without representation. This is literally the cause of the uh, American Revolution. Is now, that we were getting taxed and we had no control over what, where that tax money was going. Or because we're not citizens. Yeah. And now I've thought about, and i talked to you about this before, and I used to be like, that's ridiculous. I live here. I pay tax. I should be able to vote. And we can vote only in our local districts, not but even in, then. It's very limited. We can't vote. Right. We can't vote for like mayor. As things like there's a very, like like within mayor Ber- would be nice. Yeah, within Berlin, we're we're even there limited on the few. Like it, I think it's like a few measures we can vote on, not on the people. Yeah. You know, so it's it's rough. And so I've been talking. I've talked to people about this before, and my perspective kind of changed. I thought it was ridiculous and not fair. Oh, tell me. Um, but. The way they explained it to me made a lot of sense. I'm not going to say as eloquently as I heard. You, you keep you keep talking about what, how they said it, but let's just, well, let's just hear what the thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, is that <laughs> we are foreigners here. We lived here for a fraction of our lives, right? And so, yeah, well, well, so, I'm on 11 years. Yeah, it's a, you cannot say I just moved here. Like I've no, been no, here it's, for it's, a long it's, time. It's a yeah. long time, yeah. but we still, as foreigners, do not understand what it means to be a German person. As much as we want to, we're trying to learn and we want to, we still don't know what it means. So I have to be born here to understand that? No, no, necessarily. No, no, but 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 say tomorrow I take the citizenship test. You're saying suddenly I know what it means to be German? But but you're but no, because not everyone's gonna do that. 
No, no, no. But I'm saying to it, go to that length. Yeah, I'm saying is that what they're saying? If if suddenly tomorrow I take this test and I pass it, then they'll be like, oh, now you understand what it being, means to be German. No, that, that wasn't the whole point. That was like, oh, that was okay. like a, a part of it. Okay. I think the whole thing was like if every foreigner in, let's say Berlin or Germany, could vote. It's a lot of people, and we'd be voting for our foreigner interests, which are different than the country's interests. Like again, if, if you've been here for a year, yes, because you still like have a connection. But I've been here eleven years. This is my home. I'm not when I vote here. I'm not thinking about the U.S. This I'm, sure. I'm voting for like, and as we've said, it's about seven or eight hundred thousand people in Berlin are foreigners, and these people are not unless they're from the EU country. If if they're in our situation, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people that cannot vote for the city that they live in permanently. Sure, no, absolutely. These people are these people are saying that this is correct. This is right. Like, no, I'm, I'm saying I don't know. Like, I I I honestly don't know, but I I I understand a bit more of the other side. Um, I don't but know. I think, I think it's complicated. They All they said is because I'm not German, I don't understand. What else do they have? There was more they said. I honestly can't. Okay. Because <laughs> what you've said so far does not, did not sway me at all. But like. the way they said, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense. But um, I, I I think personally there should be like uh, if you're here for like yeah. 10, 15 I, something then years, you can vote. Yeah. Right. Because you, I I also if I lived, let's say I was still in the states, or even I live in Germany now, I wouldn't want someone who just moved here. Three years ago, be voting on federal elections. You don't know what's going no, on no, here. And I get it. Like, if you if you only live here a year or two, and you're still, of course, you're still thinking about home. You still, you still like learning the lang. You don't the language. You don't. Yeah, like that's why. Yeah, I, I completely agree. If you've been here a year or two, that's that's fine. You, you know, don't let a random person in your vote because maybe they're leaving in a year anyway, so they don't even care about the. Re- but or, if you've been here for 10, 11, 15 years, like, and this is your home, and you have a permanent residency. Yeah, permanent residency. Like, come on. Or maybe they want to, you know, be like, all right, if you really want to be here, be a citizen, and then and then you can you can vote, right? Like we can just be citizens and vote, not a problem. You know, but like, saying, we we can solve the problem. No, but all I'm saying is, if tomorrow I get my citizenship, like, are you really saying like is that this? Then that's just more of a formality because nothing has changed about me. But but now they're saying, oh, now you're approved to vote. You know, like I mean, yeah, but you well, know what yeah, I mean? Like, well, you're a citizen now. You know, you are a citizen of Germany. Yeah, but nothing. But I'm not any more German. That's so, true. No, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I've learned. But at least you had to prove that you understand the German electoral process. You had to do a test. So at least it shows you understand some things about Germany. I guess, right? Yeah, but like, I, I, I mean, most Ameri- I'm not arguing most way. Americans just- can't explain the electoral process, so they shouldn't be able to vote, even though they're born there. Like, what, what is it? What is it? Understanding the election process, how does that make you a German or like that you know the 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 um I don't know, like, but I you know, I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm not arguing either way. I understand I think like I said, I think there there should be at least like a a year's limit. like you have to be here for No, absolutely fifteen or ten years without leaving for more than a half a year. You know, or something like that. It shows like yeah. you are no, I, here. That's why like when you like you can't move here and in your first year apply for permanent residency, like they make you so five years, but yeah, five years, yeah. I don't think is enough either. They make you do personally. Yeah. So, so it's five years for your five years for your permanent residency, you know? And mm-hmm. so they're saying that if you've lived here for five years and, and you have to pay a certain amount into the pension, pension system. So, okay, you've lived here, you've worked here, you've invested money in Germany, you invest your time in Germany. And so, and so like, th- that's why I think it's absolutely fair to have requirements. Yeah. But, but, but basically they're saying like, so say I never become a German citizen. Okay. I've lived here for 50 years of my life. After living here for fifty years, I'm more of a German than a guy who took a citizenship test after five years. No, I like so. So, sure. so how does that? That's why I just don't get like how does one test something makes me able know. to vote? And, like, and I, I guess, like you said as well, you were paying into the pension system, right? And politicians decide what's happening with the pensions. So yeah. I would like to be able to have a little bit of a say in where my money is going. 
there should be some requirements, but I do agree. Generally, if you've lived here 10 years, I don't know, you, you like you have a German spouse or something like there should be like a, like two or three requirements. Sure. Yeah. But, but you know, like, but after a certain point, it's like, but the thing is like legally, we will never meet any point unless we take this citizenship test. Right. Which sucks. Yeah. Like, it, does, it does suck. You could be, I, you I agree could be with 90 that. on your deathbed and be like, can I just vote for a chance? No. Just one more chance to vote. <laughs> is Mutis still yeah. alive? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 sorry if I got a little heated there, but I, I just think it's like, it's because I've given everything to Germany for yeah. the past 11 years and I still can't, I can't even vote for, forget Chancellor. I can't even vote for like Berlin, Berlin stuff. Yeah. I, like, so it's just a minimum. It may be like, you know, after five years, Give you can vote something. in your Throw me neighborhood. Throw me something. Eight years, yeah. you can vote in your city. 13 years, you can vote for federal elections. Something like that would be nice. Throw us a bone. Any Germans listening, send us in a message. Tell me, tell me how I'm completely wrong. Cause tell, I, tell, I, me, tell me the things that people have told me. Yeah, just Alex, Alex gave nothing. Like. We, I'm tired today, Jeff. We, 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 we need breaks. I'm giving you shit. But yeah, but yeah no, but please, I, I could be completely wrong. Maybe I'm missing something. So please send, or even if you're not German, to tell me why I shouldn't be uh, able to vote. Like, I, yeah. there is totally, maybe I'm missing something. It, it, I am tired too. It's also, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. that's why I'm so passionate about, about things. Let's let's just uh, let's just drink some whiskey. Let's and, just move uh, on. Okay, so last one. Yeah, what, what's our what's our? This is, I, I, hope this is, I hope this is a good like a good like ender to this podcast, like a, a, a nice climax. What do we got? So here in <laughs> no 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 no. But, okay, please please read what our outline says for the next one. That's it. Just read. No 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 no. Just no before you explain it. Just read okay. read the like four words that are there. Mopeds slash scooters are a thing yeah okay so alex i i when i just saw this a second ago i started dying life i'm like okay mopeds are a thing yeah they're a thing okay he's claiming so he's claiming that mopeds are not a thing elsewhere yeah okay but please explain no like all right okay why are mopeds a thing here but not so like, you know like, like like a vespa you know these types of little scooters uh but but, but, uh, but a moped is different than scooter because like you actually Pedal. I think what I meant was a scooter. Oh, okay. Okay. So you specifically said mopeds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But even scooter. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, scooters, um, I mean, obviously in Italy and Thailand, a lot of places you see them all the time. You see them in Berlin and Europe as well. You know, there's in Europe generally. Mm-hmm. People ride scooters. And nobody rides scooters in the US. No, no one. <laughs> Dude, like, no one rides a scooter in the US. If you're American and you're listening to this and you ride a scooter, tell me because. I think you're a liar. Come on, people ride, people ride scooters. In no the one rides scooters in the yeah, U.S. No on. one, no one yeah. does. It, it, I've seen Vespas in the U.S. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. You're, no, you're yeah, a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I live in California. That's fair. <laughs> at least on the East Coast, it's like, at least if you ride a scooter, it's well, like I, you're you're a nerd. Well, I think, <laughs> get out of here. I think like a hardcore East Coast person would have got caught Ted riding a Vespa though. That's thing. That's the like. I think no. you guys think it's not cool. So. It's not cool. Yeah. Maybe on the West Coast it's cool. Yeah, but, but you guys, you guys, yeah. but at California and yeah, you see them more. Driving down Sunset Boulevard, be fine going beep beep. That's fair, but yeah, I mean, here you see them. Like we have a friend who has one, and uh, they're great. I think they make a lot of sense. They're you know, oh yeah, yeah, they're That's quick. Especially right the, around the, the city, electric ones. Yeah, um, yeah, they're great. They're small, easy to park. You can park them anywhere. You park. I mean, people do park them on sidewalks. They're they're, they're great with uh, gassy fuel efficiency. <laughs> if you have you know one of those. Uh, but yeah, Wait, I don't know. if you have one of if you have fuel efficiency, really? if you have like a gas one, not a oh, okay. electric one. All right, all right, no, or or like a hybrid scooter. Okay, uh, or hydrogen. <laughs> just clarify what the words are coming out of your mouth. Words. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's not there's just a thing here, and they're not as much in the states. So okay. So, okay. Let's, let's, so by mopeds are a thing. You just meant like more people ride more pads and scooters here than in the U.S. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's let's. Do I it. mean, th- th- that is fair. 
Right? That is totally fair. Damn, that it, idiot. It's just, no, it's just, when I saw that line, it just literally just literally says mopeds are a thing. Yeah. So I, I was like, well, what does that even mean? Let's drink the whiskey. Let's do it. And review it. Okay. I'll be left here. One more time. I'm good. Okay. One more time. This is the Hatozaki small batch uh, pure malt whiskey from the Akashi City in Hyugu, Bronx of Japan. It's a lot of words I, I'm probably struggling to say, but I'm trying my hardest. I am. Uh, it doesn't say, like a few Japanese we've had before, there's no uh, aging or anything. I don't know if they, if they it's like a thing where they start with Blends maybe, or um, so it's, they can't. It, it, what does it say? It says pure. It's pure malt whiskey, so it's single malt. Maybe it's not old. Like, you know, because some whiskeys, when you say it's like three or four years old, it's almost like better to not advertise the year because cause I, that, that's a little, so, cause some, some people are like, they look at the year and like, oh, that's too young or something. I mean, it could, this could just be some confirmation bias, but I'm pretty sure a lot of Japanese whiskeys don't say I, age. I don't recall. Look yeah, that up. Nika from the Barrel. Um, that didn't have an age. That didn't have an age. Um, what's that classic one that we started with? That was the first Japanese one we had. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think so. We'll look that yeah. up. But but this has a, like, it's just what you expect from a Japanese bottle. It's They're all, they're all very simple the bottle design in a very classy way the labels are very yeah. simple it's they almost always have these kind of like um off-white label that just has you know boom the the, the name of the whiskey like really simple true and uh whiskey looks like white wine so yeah well cheers, cheers. Let's see what happens mm. it's a good whiskey it's really good it, it is good whiskey it, it definitely has some like earthy flavors to it for sure mm. it's very earthy uh, I'm not getting a huge burn at the end, but I, I it's smooth and I'm I like it. A little it. bit of a one, yeah, but not a huge one. Yeah. Um, what I like about it is, and I, but I think this applies to maybe not to this one, but all Japanese whiskeys is it's it's very different from a Scotch or an Irish. It you is. Know, so, very so, it, so it gives you a flavor that just you know because we that was like first world problem. Like we 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 drink whiskey all the time, right? Like yeah. every week we drink whiskey. Um. So I just love when my mouth gets just something different, you yeah, know, absolutely. and a Japanese whiskey is, it's always, it, always. it doesn't remind you of anything. Like, I mean, other than Japanese, like it's just like, wow. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I like it. I'm going to give it, I'm just giving a nice solid eight. That's exactly what I was. I already decided like two, two seconds ago, it was going to be eight. That's what I'm going to say. Eight. Five. Woo. I ate. Yes. That's wow. You could actually barely hear that. Did you hear that? Oh, weird. Yeah. Well, I, well, we, we literally went in between both microphones. Now you can't hear shit. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Well, we also have like very directional microphones. They're like they're designed not to hear behind them, and that's, that's exactly true. where we're clapping. <laughs> this is what I sound like when I'm talking behind the microphone. Okay, and that's what it sounds like in front of the microphone. Yes. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We love you, and sorry for the long pause. Uh, we're gonna have another pause at some point soon because I'm going well, to the states. Well, I'm also but we, also, we, also I'm taking Christmas vacation too, not just you. True. So we. I mean, well, also, guys, think about it. You're going to be visiting family for Christmas too. Like, you don't are, want to are you going to us? You know, you guys are going to be busy. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, coming up end of December, um, of course, we'll be off for like a couple of weeks because, you know, it's the holiday season. And then comes January and then February is our three-year anniversary. Whoa, daddy. And we might do something special. Ooh, maybe like a whole special month. Maybe we will. Ooh. Maybe each, we won't. Each episode will be something. Alex is doing a- We uh, have no plans. A dance right now that you I'm can't dancing. see. I'm he's, doing, he's do, actually, it's more like a walk, like the Egyptian yeah, dance kind the, of with the, the Madonna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we have nothing. Planned. But anyways, guys, um, actually, this was because um, I think me and Alex were a little stressed when we started this podcast because we had just tried to cram in a lot of work into a really quick well, like time. Today. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think like 
this actually talking sitting it like kind of decompressed me a little bit like yeah, I, nice. I feel a little less stressed so it's nice and of course whiskey helps so and, and i gotta pee yeah i gotta anyway, pee though yeah. sometimes relax anymore uh, but it was but i was relaxed it yeah, was good but it was good and, and so thank you guys for coming along with us dealing with our saying crazy things when we're tired so um we love you guys it's good to have you here <laughs> just, here, ev- just here everywhere there, everywhere in the general earth and thank sphere. you for all your donations and all your questions and all of that stuff because um that's the only reason why we keep doing this because without it we, it would just be me and alex exactly sitting at a table so uh everyone please please uh stay safe stay healthy and stay thirsty oh yeah Cheers. <laughs>